Dante the Dark Knight, and welcome to Eagles Talk. Wow, I am so excited right now. It's so much going on. Free agency just started yesterday. We're doing this taping on Friday, March the 10th, and free agency started on uh, yesterday, Thursday the 9th. So we are, I am so stoked right now. I'm so excited. If you haven't heard, if you've been sleeping in a cave, if you've been under a rock for the past 48 hours, 24 hours or so, the Eagles have signed Alshon Jeffries. Jeffrey, I'm sorry. And I got to get that right because I got to do this for a full season. So let me get his name right. They have signed Alshon Jeffrey. And they've signed Tory Smith. And without much fanfare, they also signed an offensive lineman, a guard by the name of Chad Warmack. And that's a key signing also. We'll talk about all of it. But first, let me bring on my co-hosts, Shelman and Patrick Sandlin. Guys on here. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going well, man. Uh, you, you just heard me. I just, I just uh, announced this news. I know you guys have, have been aware of this. But we have all Sean Jeffrey. We have a legitimate number one receiver in town to play with our franchise young quarterback. Are you guys as stoked as I am? I'm excited. I am very excited. Starting with you, Pat, what do, how do you feel about this? Well, I'm very excited. We finally got a viable number one. A uh, receiver that can go get the ball, um, a receiver that will command respect from the corner and, and the defensive uh, coordinator, and we also have a receiver that can, um, um, you know, command respect of the safeties because of his deep, deep uh, threat ability. Um, I like the moves. Uh, One-year deals. I, I really like the moves. I love it. I, I even, you know, the more I thought about it. And the more it sunk in, I even love it more that he's only on a one-year deal for this first year. Yeah. But I'll, I'll get into that a little later. Shell, tell me how you feel about these signings. I have, I have one thing to say. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. He, went, I he just improved. He, he, he improved our offense about 70-fold in, in the last 48 hours. Um, not only did he solidify a deep threat, he solidified a, a receiver that can also get, get get separation and go get the uh, the balls up high in the back of the end zone, get the 50-50 balls, score the demand respect from the safety end corner. Um, with the with the moves on the line, now now we can we can go ahead and solidify the running game. So you know it's you know that Intel that tells us <sighs> keeping keeping the quarterback safe. Oh my God! I, I love these guys. They're so X and O's, and they—they they really, you know, they know all that. I, 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 look, look. If I didn't pre, pre, preface this show, let me say this is an Eagles. This is one Eagles talk, talk show that is by Eagles fans for Eagles fans, and I'm probably 
the the biggest Eagle fan there is. So I'm I'm more excited than these guys. These guys are talking XFOs able to do. Awesome now. I'm going to put it in layman's term. We're going to be awesome. You know, you know. I understand they're going to go get fifty fifty balls. They're going to open up their hips. They're going to do all. That. I know. I know. All that. Okay. All right. Forget all that. We're going to have a potent offense now. We have a burner and uh Tory Smith. That's, that's going to stretch the field. We have a deep ball threat now. And then we have a, a legitimate number one, the best number one I, I have seen on our roster since T.O. Am I lying? We, this is the no, best number one receiver that we have had since T.O. Am I, or am I wrong? Somebody prove me wrong here. Who, well, we, what other receiver we, we, have we had on the roster that's been better than T.O. or is equal to or you have been that excited about? Deshaun Jackson. Okay, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> All right, Deshaun Jackson was okay. He, but he was a one-trick ball. Deshaun could not do what T.O. could do. He could not. He could not do what T.O. could do. He was not. He was not going across the middle. You did not have to. You did not have to worry about that. You could not count on him for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy, we have all Sean Jeffrey now. We have a legitimate guy that can run the whole route tree here, the whole route tree, not just the top end of the route tree, not just the bottom end of the route tree. He can run it all. And he has a compliment on the other side now with a deep threat in Torrey Smith. This, I am Mm -hmm. stoked about this. And then let me get to, let me get to why I'm excited about the one year deal. And you know what? Now I've learned today that he actually wanted this one-year deal. He had an opportunity to go to the Minnesota Vikings and with a longer-term deal, I don't know if the money was as great because I haven't heard those terms yet, but he had an opportunity to sign a longer-term deal in um, Minnesota, which probably was more money. I mean, if you compare $14 million to whatever those three years he would have got up in Minnesota. I believe, probably, I believe it was 11, 11 per. Uh, 11 per, okay. Years, so. 11 per. Three or something million, he could have signed for more money up in Minnesota, but he chose the one-year deal. He chose the one-year deal to come here. He chose, and he says that they probably, how he probably offered him a multi-year deal, and he chose to come in on a one-year deal for this because he is confident in his own ability, which do you know what that means? That means this year, is a contract year for him. And you know what players do in their contract year. He's going to they play, play out <laughs> his behind off this year mm-hmm. to get a, a bigger contract for next year. So we're got, we've got a legitimate number one, which, um, which we know he's going to be giving his all. And I, I say that the odds of him um, completing 16 games this year is going to be very, very favorable. Very favorable. We have a good opportunity to have this guy play a full season this year. And I'm also reading that he's very excited with being able to play with Carlson Wentz. And that's something else that I'm excited about. Man, I don't I don't know about you guys. You guys go over those X and the O's and all that stuff. I just know <laughs> I got a beast of a wide receiver now. The the bag the best talent we've had since TO and he is motivated to play with our our quarterback. And he's motivated to play at a high level to secure himself more money in the off, in the upcoming off season. Now, now you guys go ahead. Say what you want to say. Starting with you, Shell. What do you have to say? 
Well, I think now that we we have solidified our two receivers, um, we can focus on 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 a, on a defense. Um, I, I do believe uh, this is a draft that is um, high in defensive backs, is high in running backs. So I don't I don't think we have to so much focus on uh, obtaining a, another receiver. We could probably get another another top end receiver in probably the third third or fourth round. Um, I say right now is when we, we take our focus and and I would I would actually. Give up the give up our first round to get two two second rounds in a third round. Get that that gives us two three picks in the second round. I would get two corners and I would get a back. And then in the third round, I would get I mean yeah, the third round I would get a, a receiver. All right, you're jumping the gun. Yeah, here. I no. hear you. No. All right, first of yeah. all, before before I go off on that, we're going to give you a couple more minutes yet because I didn't segue into that part of the, the part of the show yet. So we're going to give you a couple minutes to rethink that strategy, and then you, when we do go okay. to that segment, then you can come back, and if you still want to talk that dumb stuff, then you can talk it, and then we'll tear it apart then. But anyway, all right, so, so, so anyway, Pat, I'm still – talking about these two signings no not these two signings these three signings as a matter of fact i left out one signing because they re-signed steve with wisniewski uh today extended him uh three years today so they're really solidifying the offensive line here also because uh the the yeah. little known signing yesterday was the one of um did i say chad or is his, his name chance Chance Warmack. Chance. I'm sorry. I said Chad earlier. I meant Chance. Chance Warmack. That is a key signing. This guy, Mm -hmm. and Pat turned me on to this, a top 10 pick of the 2013 draft. A top 10 offensive line pick in the 2013 draft. And now we have him. We have a top 10 offensive lineman in our fold and uh, as a guard. So if he solidifies one of these, if he uh, takes one of these guard spots. We'll now have Brooks and him at the guard spots, left and right. We'll have Lane Johnson in the right tackle position, Jason Peters in the left tackle position, and I'm thinking Sehamalu as a center. If not, Wisniewski yeah. as, as the center, that, and Jason, I'm saying. Jason I'm Kelsey is on his way get, out the door. They're going to get rid of uh, Kelsey. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Well, they don't get rid of them now. It's going to be a competition during during training camp that uh, that needs to be ironed out by by the time uh, the season comes around. Um, I don't think the, right now the, the, the offensive line has good stuff. It looks good, right? Yeah, yeah, I like it too. It looks good on paper. I don't think he makes it to, to the um, training camp. I don't think Jason Kelsey makes. it. I think he's a. I think his uh, his seal his um fate is sealed. Um. Uh, because of the sign of the day. I think it is, for real. Um, I was I, As of yesterday, I thought he might still be around, but when they extended um, Wisnowski, um, I think that it is sealed. I think he's going to be on his way out the door. Good guy, great guy, you know, nothing against him, but, uh, you know, we just need more beef up front, and uh, I think he's a little light. He's very athletic. Give him that. He's very athletic. You get anything that has to do with a pull and play or he gets out in front, he gets out there. He's very athletic for his size. But when it comes to down in the trenches, uh, he gets overpowered by the bigger nose tackles. And uh, when it comes to running in between the tackles, he's, he's not favorable for him. And we kind of need that, that, that beef up front. I mean, what do you guys think? 
Yeah, he's a little light in pace to, 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 to do mm-hmm. what we need to do. Um, he's more fit, faster paced offense um, for an uh, offense that's going to run screen plays, and it, they're dependent on their, their linemen to have side to side movement. But as far as uh, being one on one with the uh, one technique or getting down on a, on a, on a D tackle, that's not that's not a strong suit. He's not, he doesn't have the girth. He doesn't have the power up top to accomplish that. And if, if we're trying to we're trying to run the ball. Um, in the end zone or, or, or fourth and short, third and short, um, he's not going to give you no movement. So I, I think that's a very, very positive move. Um, going to put a big Sam up, up front at the, at the center. That's probably going to be the next move. All right, all right. So Yeah, I, I, I think. Go ahead, go ahead, Pat. Okay, yeah, I, I think it's, it's a good signing um, to add depth to that position of uh, not only the center in uh, your guard positions because you look at last year, you know, it was a couple of games, books was out, um, offensive line kind of flip-flop really after uh, Lane Johnson left. It's a, it's a good signing for depth, you know. And, you know, Jason, he, he is a little light in the pants to, 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 to fight off those nose tackles, but at the same time, um, he does have the experience that you, that you kind of covet, covenant at that position that, you know, if he doesn't get a, a, a trade for him, um, this I would say just keep him in the position until he loses the position. Uh, well, well, he's lost the position to me. I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I like the guy. I love the guy. But I'm, 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 I'm trying to be serious here because I have to understand that these people are people also. They're real-life people and, and, and everything. And I hate to see someone lose their mm-hmm. job as I would hate to see anyone else lose our jobs. But, uh, no, he, I mean, he, he's got to go. I'm sorry. You know, you know look, if we've let – Connor Barwin go and that and he's a quality guy. And I, I consider Jason in the sop in, in the same uh tier of person as uh Connor Barwin. Real good guy, great guy in the locker room, great guy. When you hear him speak, he's just he they both embodied that eagle spirit. And it's kinda it, and that's the tough part of seeing them uh leave the team is that we see uh, real eagles depart the team and that's not very easy to uh replace that that eagle spirit they embody uh the spirit of being an eagle and they embrace the community and they love being here and that you cannot discount i i I truly would miss these two guys based on that alone but in the business of football um you know we do we can't employ everybody just because they're nice guys we need people that can contribute uh, and, 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 and bring something to our scheme on the football field. So with that being said, that is why I, I you know, I see him having to, uh, we having to part ways with him, but it's, it's the, it's the business of football. That's what happens. All right. But me again, I'm still stoked that we didn't talk enough. I need to back up rewind. Cause I still need to talk about these receivers. I am, you know, this is not a little thing. We can't just talk two minutes on this. This was, this was huge. This was <laughs> tremendous. In one day, we have upgraded our wide receiver position exponentially. I mean, I mean, it's amazing. Like, like, look, look, all right. This might, <laughs> this might be a little funny, but when, when they signed Torrey Smith, you can just imagine uh, Nelson Ar- Nat- Nelson Aguilar going, oh, damn, I lost my spot. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And then when they signed sign Alshon Jeffrey, DGB was like, damn, I lost mine still. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, were both, they both knew that their spots were gone. I'm not starting anymore. And, you know what I mean? We replaced... 
two starters uh, immediately. Now, you know, Jordan Matthews was safe because now he doesn't have to play on the outside. He was like, man, I'm glad I could just go back to the slot where I'm used to playing, where I want to play anyway, and I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about it. And all right, I'm sorry. It sucks to be you guys, but I'm going to benefit from this. So, I mean, and this opens up a lot to me. This opens up a lot. It allows Jordan Matthews to return to his natural position of slot receiver where he is very – he's uh, – He's, he's great. He's good at that position. All he has to do is hold on to the ball because he has the cases, the drops he's also. But let's not get it twisted. He, he's our yeah. best receiver, but that was not saying a lot with these the, uh, think, the other people around. I think he's just having confidence issues, man. Just, just kind of coming out of the SEC, man, he's like the top receiver coming out of the SEC. But he had the same with, with problems. And, and, he had the and, and, same problems. That was the knock on him coming out. That was the only knock on him. He, was, he, 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 he uh, put up big numbers there. But the only knock on him was that he had those drops. He had a, a, a problem with concentration at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think with the Austin being there and uh, Tory Smith, uh, with the added veteran leadership that they can bring to this team, especially to the receiver core, I think it's going to elevate those players. That that we have on the roster that's maybe still on our game day roster, such as Jordan Matthews, Zach Ertz, um, Paul Turner. <laughs> See, I kind of ignored Nelson right now. Um, <laughs> um, and maybe John Ross if we, we decide to get a burner now. Um, but at the same time, receivers that we have now, are you, you have to look at this division just to, as the top division for receivers as of, Today, you know, not 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 right, not when the season starts or preseason, but as right now, uh, collectively, we look like the NFC East is besides the Redskins. Well, they just picked up a good receiver, um, Terrell Pryor, but uh, these guys bring an added dimension to our quarter to our team that is going to help in the development for uh, uh, Carson Wentz and make him a better quarterback than what he is. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. I mean, uh, we saw it. And, you know, I'm sorry to have to go back, but, you know, I have to go back to when it was a more glorious time with our receiving course. And this mm-hmm. and it always returns back to the T.O. era. And we saw that when T.O. came, it just it elevated Donovan's game. Not that Donovan was a slouch up until that point. He was good. He was he was good and he was doing it with mediocre talent. But when he had that number one receiver in T.O., his level of play increased also. When you have a receiver whose catch is. radius is as wide as as uh, as Alshon Jeffrey and um, and maybe even Tory Smith, they make you look good. That means those errant, what would normally be errant throws to an average receiver, become catches with a, a extraordinary receiver. You know what I'm saying? They become catches. Those yeah, off target that. off target balls that the average receiver or sub average receiver could not get to the dynamic receiver makes those catches, which elevates your statistics and make you look good. As you, as you say that, uh, what comes, what comes right to mind was the, the Dallas game, the first Dallas game where, uh, Carson threw the ball to Aguilar and it wasn't a bad pass. It's just that Aguilar wasn't the athlete to get that pass and it was intercepted. And, and now I just, I just picture if, if it was Terry, Terry Hall or, or, or Sean Jeffries catching, Going after that ball, there would have not only been a, a catch, but it probably perhaps would have been a touchdown. So, like well, I said, we just didn't have the athlete. Game, right? 
Yeah, the line. I, I apologize. Yeah, the Lions game. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. just yeah, it was the Lions game. Just, we just didn't don't have the athletes basically to help out the quarterback when he was throwing those. Not not that they were Aaron balls, but just the, the, those balls were athletic. Ath, a good athlete is going to make a play and, and and turn that that pass into a touchdown. Exactly. Now, see, and you guys, see, you're too calm for me. Like, see, that that's what I'm thinking. Those are the plays that I'm excited about. Like, now, when I think of that play well, now, now I think that we would have won that game. We would have won that game had we had Alshon Jeffrey last year in that same position. He would have made that catch. And I can't understand why you guys could be so calm. I guess I guess you guys are ready for ESPN. You guys, you go in on the ESPN. You guys are, you're all suited for it. You're ready. You're so straightforward and all that. I'll just stay here on the podcast and I'll continue to be uh, overactive and all that stuff because you got, I'm just excited about those type of plays that now we have the opportunity or the possibility to make on our team. And I, and I can't wait. I can't wait. I, I'm ready to suit up right now. Can, can we not? Oh, I guess they can't. All right. We have to wait to the draft. All right. So this is a, <laughs> all right. Before I move on, before I move on to that, though. We get excited on all season. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. And, and you know, and I, and I look at me, you know, just last week I was saying, I'm tired of winning the off season. I'm tired of winning. Hey, look, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't, I get sucked in every hey, time. Like How he does it to me every time, every time. Def- I'm, no, I'm not going to be excited. They're not going to get me excited. Oh my God. It's all Sean Jeffrey. And then I get excited again. So, you know, how he does it to me every time, but I am tired of winning the off season. I want these moves. Hopefully these moves are going to translate into wins during a regular season and i think that these two moves will and 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 you know and and you know me you know i'll 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 back us i'll I'll put us in the super bowl on days like this and then i'll just take us out on days when we lose games that we shouldn't lose but as a whole what one thing i don't and i and i'm an eagle fan through and through and i love our eagles the bird gang so to speak but I, I this this over negativity sometimes gets to me, and I'm sometimes guilty of it. But after yesterday's signing, not the Alshon Jeffrey, well, even the Alshon Jeffrey signing, but after the Tory Smith signing that was announced first, I just saw so much negativity in social media about he's a bum and and this and this and that, and the early arguments were he's not a number one. We did not sign him to be a number one. And and I was I was one of those that argued that point. He's not a number one. We did not sign him to be a number one. He's never been a number one. He is a very capable number two, though. And I think that was the role in which we had signed him to be a number two. But this was this preluded the uh Alshon Jeffrey signing. So people were so down on it. And then comes the Ashan Jeffrey signing and and some some people still did not still did not embrace the excitement that did. some people were like oh don't get too excited it's only one year deal don't get to and I'm like are you guys kidding me we have upgraded our receiver <laughs> position a hundred percent in a couple hours and you guys are sitting here with don't get too excited are you not are you not an Eagles well, fan? Do you I, not I, have I, a heart? I'm extremely excited, but uh, in the same sense, um, I, you got to understand, um, we got to see him play. We got to see him play. Um, I'm, no, no, we don't. I, I no, so we don't need to see him play. We, 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 and he's running routes. But uh, I just want to get through this 
I want to get through the preseason without these guys getting injured, and I want to get right to the regular season. Um, I definitely think um, with these two gentlemen, we're going to demand uh, high safeties all the time. So our underneath, underneath game is going to be crazy. I also think our running game is going to be spectacular too because now you got the safety outside of the box. you got the outside linebackers passing to cover space to the city on the edge. Um, we should definitely have a good game. Well, I, I, I see it the same way. You know, uh, I don't. I, I'm excited for the signings, uh, but at the same time, you got to see all the pieces work. You know, it's not. It's, it's a game of chess, not checkers. You know, you don't just oh, I jumped over your man now king me. But you know what? You jumped this way. I'm on have three moves and I win the game. You know? So it's, it's a game of, of chess, not checkers, and uh, it, it does help your offense in a sense. Um, but at the same time. You still have to go out there and execute the play, and you can't execute the plays on the off season. <laughs> ah, so. see, you guys, ah, oh, you guys are no fun. I, I'm saying, king me, king me. I'm, I'm king now. We're done. <laughs> king me. This game is over. This game is over. We're going to the playoffs. That's all you guys need to know. We're going to the playoffs. I'm back in that spirit. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do in the draft. I, I really don't care. But after the first day of free agency, I can claim today that the Eagles are going back. To the playoffs, finally, finally. Where's my applause right now? I need to put the applause I agree. button. I agree. All right, all right. So, I all agree. right. I see the playoffs. I definitely see the playoffs. All right. On, on a more serious note, here we go. Um, so now we have these receivers in in tow, uh, mm-hmm. and we still have the draft coming up. And free agency is over. I don't know. We don't have a lot of space. There was a lot of rumors of us. You know, a lot of rumors that put us in the mix for like. Um, AJ Boye, who you know, who signed mm-hmm. in uh, where did he sign at? In Jaguars. Uh, Jacksonville, yeah. Jacksonville, yeah. Jacksonville. So I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't in, get it. In Jacksonville, you know, we had we were tied to Brandon Cooks. I'm so glad we didn't make that deal. I mean, don't get me wrong; he's a dynamic receiver. I would have loved to mm-hmm. see him in Eagles Midnight Green, but that, that seemed like the asking price was was way too high, and I would. I would rather us have yeah. these picks now, and we have upgraded our receiver position with without really killing our cap or uh, uh, relinquishing uh, our resources in this upcoming draft. So to me, it's like a win-win for us to be able to hold on to the draft picks that we still have. And with that said, after those moves of yesterday, after those signings of yesterday, we have to revisit what our draft strategy should be now that – that we have these two receivers in the fold. Does that change our draft strategy in your eyes, either in your eyes, does that change our draft strategy? And um, what would you guys do? Any, would you do anything different now that we have these two guys in the fold? I'll start with you, shell as much as I hate to, I'll start with you, shell. All right. I I, I do think our our draft strategy has changed. Uh, Like I said prior, um, I would, I would upgrade and get rid of our, our first round in this year. Two, two second rounds for this year. So that gives us three second round picks in this year's draft. So with those two first picks in the second round, I would acquire two corners. With that last pick in the second round, I would acquire, acquire a running back. There will be quality running backs in there. All right, now with let's the third go. round. All right, that's ahead. that's that's what I would go after. I would go after a, a guard or a tackle, so that solidifies the offense. 
We solidified the offense. We took care of our defensive needs, which was that corner, because we have two top and safeties. So that solidifies our, our over-the-top stuff, corners, safeties. Then, like I said, in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round, I will worry about um, as far as defensive and our linebacker. All right. So uh, how has that I, I changed? So, that <laughs> so, all right. I'll go ahead, Pat. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you talk. Speak to Shellman's scenario. Yeah, I, I have to disagree with that scenario. There, I, I'm not trading back. Um, my board hasn't changed. Um, just because uh, I came into the off season with uh, 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 a plan, and right now the plan is being executed, and that was my off season plan for free agency. Um, I, I I could check that off. My my draft board doesn't change. I'm staying at 14 unless a great deal comes by my nose, and I'm still going offense first round. I, I'm, I hate to say it, I'm still going offense first 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 round. Um, does that change the person I went to get on offense? It does. It really does. Because now you look at our receivers. Now um, we have one dynamic receiver and two really good possession receivers. Um, I'm looking to get somebody, and then, you know, it's a John Ross if he's available, because I, I know I didn't want it before, but, you know, a four two a four two two is a four two two. <laughs> you know, that's a crackhead speed, you know. Um, and this draft has a lot of running backs. You can get a second-round running back in this draft in the fourth round. Um, and also, if you, if you look at the cornerback uh, um, uh, coming into this draft, um, you're going to have plenty of quarterbacks that's going to be available um, or defensive backs available in the second, in the third, in the fourth, and fifth round that, that may be able to contribute to this team this year. Um, so my strategy would stay the same. I would not change it because um, you have to go with what you had initially. You don't change it because, you know, you got two receivers. You still need to grow and uh, you still need to draft for the future. Uh, right now, you got both receivers. Even though Tory Smith's contract is on a five-year, uh, three-year deal, I believe, but his contract is structured as a one-year deal. Both receivers are on a one-year deal, exactly. so you know you, you you you're going to need to grow some homegrown receivers after these guys. I mean, I understand Ashawn Jeffrey might be here much longer um, than Tory Smith will be, but you do need a homegrown uh, and draft a receiver. Um, and this is the draft to do it, you know, because I believe Corey Davis and Mike Williams will be gone now before uh, before we get to number 14. Right. So that's my strategy for this draft. And you know what? And I, I'm along the same lines as, as you. I'll, I'll I'll touch on what I would do. I just want to get back to Shell. Shell, so you no, would no. no, no, no. You don't have to change anything. I'm not going. I'm not here to ridicule. This, this, no, this, this is the, this is the beauty ask, of this is the beauty of the quick. discussion. I just wanted to say. How how did the signings change your strategy? Like before we signed these players yesterday, your strategy was not to, to trade out of the out of the first round. So how did no, my, how my this... strategy actually? Believe it or not, my strategy was actually to get a receiver. I was I was I was anticipating Ross or or maybe Michael Williams. But the only thing that scares me about uh, Williams is he hasn't run a forty, and now I'm hearing I'm hearing all this all this. Uh, Mumber about him running a four seven or four six forty. That's not the kind of receiver we, we really anticipate on needing. We need a receiver that's going to take the top off. So we have a receiver that can take the top off. 
um, and um, and and Ashawn Jeffrey. So I'm 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 confident in that. Then we have a possession receiver that has speed and Terry Hall. So I'm, I'm I'm fine with that. So that that basically put me in position to say that. All right, I was going to go and get a, a, a first-rate receiver in the first round, but since we acquired two receivers that fulfill those needs, uh, why not use our first-round draft pick to pick up more athletes that's going to benefit us um, going forward? Um, instead of getting one athlete that's going to be a Pro Bowl, we could turn around and get rid of that first-round draft pick, get a, get a get two second-round draft picks that gives us three picks in the second round. Instead of having one pro bowler, we have three pro bowlers for the price of one. That's 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 my thinking. All right, I hear See, you. I you're hear shooting you. for the pro bowler. I'm yeah. shooting for all pro Hall of Fame type players. You know, I'm not shooting for a guy that's going to get one or two pro bowlers. I'm shooting for a guy that's going to be an all-time great, you know. And trading out of that first-round pick, is if, if a great deal doesn't come around, we, we trade it into the first round for a reason, and that reason is the board that we have. You go with your board. You don't change it because you had a free agent. You added a free agent. You have to stick to your guns. If you don't stick to your guns, then you overthink. You can't overthink. It's just like playing football. You read and react, but you can't be stuck there thinking too much. Because you're stuck there thinking, you're getting beat. All right, now that now we're heating up. Now we got the brothers going at it. Now this is what I like. I like this. Pow, pow, pow. What? What? All right, no, but seriously though, I I'm in. I'm more along the uh, thought process of Pat in the situation. Um, I understand that we do okay. have the receivers, okay, I that. And, 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 and and this is not a win or lose. This is just opinion. This is what it's about. This is talk. Talk radio, okay. you know what I mean? So it's it's great. That's why I asked to, to, for you to give me more insight because I like to know, I like to hear the perspective and where your thinking has come from. And it's not a bad idea. I, I hear what you're saying. You would rather get more talent. My 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 thought against that would be that um, there are there are some talented players out there that can be had in the first round. So I don't know if I would mm-hmm. get rid of my first round draft pick. I think I would take. Uh, a chance on on selecting some of that top tier talent that's going to be around in the first round. Now, if I was definitely, and my thinking is is, is um that the wide receiver position is not through, we're not done with that position just because of those two signings. So, um, that's why I would stay in the first round. Now, if I was if I was certain that I have done all that I wanted to do or or or, or um, have set out to do in the wide receiver position with these two free agent signings, then maybe I would consider trading out of that um, position because I know the next um, the next spot of need is the cornerback, and this is a deep cornerback draft. So maybe I could trade out, get an extra pick. And, 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 and do some things that way. So I, I, I'm not saying that your approach is yeah, totally that's, out that's, of left that's field. That's my sports thing. Yeah, it's not, I'm not saying that, but I don't. I just don't feel that we're done with the wide receiver position. I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of Pat in the, in the sense that we still need a young wide receiver. Uh, these two guys are on mm-hmm. one-year deals. Uh, I, I don't think that we'll be letting or we'll, we'll, we'll intend to let Ashawn Jeffrey leave the, the town if he has a monster year, but because he's on a one year deal, there's no guarantees that we can promise that he's not going to leave next year. If if he plays that good next year, it's he's, no he's, promise. He's young. He's, he's, he's twenty five. He's twenty five, and Terry's twenty seven. So 
they're 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 actually just reaching the the, the premier peak of of their athletic ability in the NFL. Yeah, they're, they're but, nowhere near but, where. But where not, they, not, they, not, they don't have any more ability. Not Smith's not Smith because we have Smith we have Smith lined up. If if you know we have control over Smith, he's only on a one year deal, but we have a, a, a second year option that we can pick up. And we have a third year option that we can pick yeah. up. So I'm not he's on a one year deal, but we have some control over him. I'm talking about um Arshon Jeffrey. If Arshon Jeffrey has a monster yeah, year and they has, just he's, throw he's, he's boo -boo cash at him. Or, yeah, but I think I don't think he's I think he's a twenty seven. He's twenty seven. But if they throw boatloads of money at him and for some obscene reason we cannot secure him beyond this year, we need to have something in the wings we can't let this the walk the wheels fall off of this thing without having some type of insurance that's what i mean so well, if there is some well, crazy situation mouth. where we're yeah. looking at Alshon jeffrey walking out of here we've got to have we can't go back to what we were we can't go back to last year's stable of wide receivers so my thinking is we still need to get that receiver in the first round i'm, I'm, I'm along the same line i think Mike Williams and Corey Davis may be gone, uh, but I wouldn't be opposed to taking John Ross at this point now in the first round because of what we already have in the fold. Um, all Sean Jeffrey, we get a speedster on the other side, and um, and we can and we can make some things happen. So, and then even maybe pick a a project uh, wide receiver in the later rounds. Anyway, but um. And we can still get our cornerbacks. We can go cornerback, cornerback in rounds two and three. That's what, I, and I think we can still get quality, quality cornerbacks in rounds two and three. So I, I, my, my, my strategy at least would be uh, best available running. I mean, wide receiver, and you know, not to walk away from my board because I do trust Joe Douglas and his crew. So best available wide receiver, uh, if that person is higher than. Uh, other positions of needs on your draft board because you got to go by your draft board. And if there's a uh, there's mm -hmm. a player that you have rated much higher than John Ross and he's the only one available, then yeah, I say you have to go for him. But I my my thought would be to take a a young stud receiver to have some type of insurance because uh, we can't go back. We got to go forward. We can't go backwards. After you get uh, a receiver like a Jeffrey for Carlson Wentz and maybe possibly even Tory Smith may have a a great year too, and 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 you gotta you gotta understand also too that you judge number two's great years a little differently than you judge number one's great years. You know what I'm saying? So a number two is probably not going to have fifteen hundred yards receiving. A number two is probably not going to have a thousand yards receiving. A number two, if they have seven hundred, eight hundred yards receiving. That's a great year for a number two. Had a good season. Yeah, that's yeah. a great year. So you got to realize that a lot of people are saying he don't do this, you know, but you have to understand what position they play on the team. Every receiver is not going to have a thousand yards when you're like, when you're on the, the Falcons, you're not getting a thousand yards. If you're playing opposite Julio Jones, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You're not getting a thousand yards. If you play opposite Antonio Brown, it's not going to happen. So, you know, he may have a productive year. Also, but if not, I th I say we get a young receiver for the future and have some insurance uh, behind those two uh, receivers that we just signed. And then again, rounds two and three, we can grab a quality cornerback that is going to uh, serve us 
uh, going down the line, a quality cornerback, because this is one of the deepest classes in, in cornerbacks. I think we shored up the offensive line some. We can make, take an offensive lineman a little uh, later in the draft. I think that rounds maybe uh, four or five, we can even grab a nice running back if you guys are still high on running backs. I think we can get a, a running back of quality in a in the fourth or fifth rounds if that's the if that's the way we want to go there. So I think we're we're set up still, uh, if if without even having to change our draft strategy. I think our draft strategy just doesn't change at all. I think it's it's just stay the same as it was before we signed these receivers and move forward. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that hundred percent. You, you don't you don't just change your strategy because you, you got the shiny new toy like you know you just put you know uh, twenty inch rims on your car but you you still gotta you know put gas in it and put oil in it you know you don't just change it because oh my car looks nice now because I, I got rims on it and it's clean on the outside the inside still needs to be taken care of so I, I think you gotta st- stick to your board um, and just get the best player available um, not really get what position of need because you know you draft for me and sometimes you miss that Hall of Fame person player. Um, well, like uh, I said, uh, I, I just I just want our our team to be constructed similar to that of the Steelers, uh, the Ravens, and the and the Patriots. They built <clears throat> primarily through the draft. Right. They right. they, they mm-hmm. have they have ten eleven picks every year. That's who they. That's who they. That's what they do. They primarily build to the trend. They have opportunity to get more draft picks, to get more athletes. That's primarily what they do. They build through the draft. It's very few and far between where they go out and they, they might get a player here or there, but most of the players that they have these these three teams that I've named that are successful they have been to the Super Bowl over the last five years. They build primarily through the draft, and that's what I think collectively the Eagles need to do. Um, we we have solidified a receiver position, but I don't think going out and and, and obtaining another receiver is, is is a priority. Not this year. I think we should use that pick to solidify some other athletes to play on on defense. And then we need corners, so why not take one, get two? That makes sense. And then we still have a second round that, that belongs to us anyway. And with that second round, then we can go get another receiver. But we definitely need two top end corners. I hear you. I mean, I hear you, Shell. And I and I and don't get me wrong. I'm not opposed to uh, taking the best available uh, talent on the board, especially if it's a cornerback. If uh, one of those receivers are not available, I wouldn't even be mad if if Davis and Williams is off the board that they 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 forego they they bypass Ross and took uh, one of the top corners that might have been out there. That might be out there at the time. I'm not opposed to that either. Uh, you know, definitely the defense is uh, uh, an area where you want to be strong in also. And I think I just I have a, a confidence in Joe Douglas and his staff that, that we're going to have a productive draft this year. I, I love Howie for what he does and his wheeling and dealing and his salary cap um, structure and things like that. He's a whiz when it comes to salary cap. And uh, his willing and dealing always pulls off that big that big offseason uh, move like he did yesterday. I have confidence in that, but I've, I wasn't so confident in him and his uh, talent evaluation. So now that we have some true talent evaluators with uh, a little bit of a resume uh, on the, under their belt, I'm feeling confident that the, our draft board is solid. And I can't wait to see 
the talent that we may be uh, accumulating, uh, acquiring in this year's draft. So the, the draft is the next big thing for me. I, although my, my eyes are still wide because the, the free agency period isn't totally over, although we don't have much many chips to play with. You know? <laughs> but I didn't think we had enough chips to sign somebody like Alshon Jeffrey either, and, and it happened. So uh, Howie does some amazing things with the salary cap. So I'm looking forward to what the rest of this free agency uh, period brings. But I'm now my sights are definitely set on the upcoming draft and um, and what Joe Douglas and his staff made the gems that they may be able to pull. Not in the first or second round. I mean, actually, I am looking for some gems in the first and second round because that seems to be where we drop the ball a lot in that first round. So I am looking for uh, a solid pick in the first round. And then I'm looking for that magic that, that Joe Douglas may be able to work in picking us some gems beyond the second round so that's where i am I'm, I'm excited i'm stoked what do you guys what do you guys think uh, uh, i think we, we 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 have actually drafted pretty decent besides the market uh, uh draft and even in that draft we drafted a you know a starting middle linebacker in jordan hicks so uh i i, I believe uh with the board that they have though you know we, we won't see over We'll see how it works out into the draft. Um, I think I believe they're confident in what they're going to do, and uh, I'm pretty. I'm not pretty sure. I'm, I'm like 50 percent sure they're going to stay ahead and, and continue to get weapons for their quarterback because you, you already have the franchise quarterback right there. You just need to surround him with the weapons that is needed for him to succeed and take this offense to another another level. But at the same time, you still got to get chips for that defense. And I do believe that they have some targets in mind as uh, far as the draft has to be concerned. Um, for all we can know, all we know, they might go offense the first round and the next uh, six rounds, they go enough for defense, you know? <laughs> and I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I, I wouldn't be mad at that. Yeah. I would not. So, all right, so what's – What's some of the, the names out there that and, and, and what have they done in the combine? What's some of those names out there you guys been looking at that you would like to see uh the Eagles maybe uh draft this uh this upcoming draft? Starting with you, Shell. Um well I'm looking at the the cornerback from uh Ohio State. He ran a four three nine. Hold on one second, uh get his name. Marshall Yadamore. Gotcha. Marshawn Lattimore, Shell. Lattimore, that's what it is. Yeah, Shell. So, um, Patrick is your intern. All right, good, good. Go ahead, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, go ahead. Thank you, thank you, (laughs) sir. So he ran a four three nine. He's dominant. He's a he's a he's a three he's a three year starter at Ohio State. Um, he's an academic All American. His first year there, so he's somebody that will be in 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 the film rooms. Will be studying. We'll be watching tape. Uh, he hasn't had any off-the-field issues. Uh, basically, he's a good kid. He's somebody that I, would, uh, I wouldn't mind having in the, in, the, in the Eagles uniform. All right, now what, what's his projected round? When is he projected to be picked? Um, they said first. second to third second to third round. Second to third, well, Pat's he saying first. He, he's projected for first, yeah. Oh, wow. So, all right, so now it's, what's the – I forget the name, guy's name that – uh. But go ahead, Pat. I'll let you go. What's the, uh, this a guy that I'll, let me, I'm in front of the computer. You go ahead, Pat, while I try to well, find this guy. Nate. 
Well, what what a guy I'm I'm looking at. I've been looking at for for a long period of time. Actually, he played in the uh, East West Shrine game. He played. He didn't get opportunity to play in the senior senior game. I don't believe he did. Um, but he had an outstanding um, uh, combine. But he also I went over and looked at some of his tape. Uh, Fabian Moreau. Um, you know the obvious the obvious uh, choice would be John Ross because of his forty time. But Fabian Moreau, a cornerback from UCLA. Um, he ran in a four three five. He's had decent size. He's been a four year starter there at UCLA. Um, and the only thing, I, only issue I had with him is that when I watched his tape, is that he doesn't really, you know, make come up to make a tackle. He reminds me more of a, of a Asante Samuel type, but uh, with a little bit more speed. Uh, but he does cover. He, he's a very good cover corner. He can. He has fluent in his. He's really fluent in his tips. Um, he trusts his footwork. He trusts his eyes, and uh, I, I, I could see him as a he's a, a second round um, corner, third round corner, second or third round corner. Uh, I could see that that's maybe somebody they may be targeting um, in the later rounds to, in in a, in the second round or early third round. All right, so now that's this a guy guy. I've been looking at for, for a long period of time. And what's his name? Pat? Uh, Fabian Moreau. Fabian Moreau. All right. Well, I'm looking at these prospects now online. Okay, he's yeah, he's about mm-hmm. a second round pick. All right, but uh, so you, the guy you just named, he's like a projected first round. He's like the second ranked cornerback in the on the list. Yep. I don't think he's going to make it he's to. The, I don't think he's going to make it to the second <laughs> round. <laughs> I don't think, but you know, but he should be there around around our pick though. So if if you know if you Girl, think he's okay. first round. Well, they think he's first round talent at least. They think he's a top twenty pick. Actually, I would take him. So you would take him at what number? I would 14? take him at fourteen. I okay. would take him at fourteen. The name I was thinking three, like of. Like I said, three three years, three three years starter. Um, played played in two two championship games. He good. Like I said, first he's a, as a freshman, he's an all academic all American. Um, he's a good kid. Watch film. He's real fluent in his hips. He breaks on the ball. Um, he has six picks this season. He, he he's he's an athlete. All right, well, this guy is, uh, he is. He's the top second-ranked get- uh, prospect on this website that I'm on. And But the name I, the name I was yeah. thinking of that I couldn't, uh, couldn't didn't pop in my head was Sidney Jones. And so my, my question, now that uh, I know Sidney Jones' name and, um, and, and Shell brought up Lattimore now, is so if these guys are available in the first round, uh, Davis is gone, Williams is off the board, and but Ross is still on the board. But these two guys, Lattimore and Jones, are available. What are you doing now? What are you doing? Are you taking that cornerback, you got or are you taking Ross? You got to go Ross. You, you go to you, you go, go Ross. Ross. You got to go with the speed. He, he can't. He can't. Teach speed. <laughs> can't teach speed. Yeah, just look at Kansas City. They 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 took a gamble on a kid last year. I forget his name right now. Um, Tyreek. Um, uh, I can't remember his last name. Um, but he's he he, he he's you know he's killing everything out there and the speed when they had Jamal Charles healthy um, and playing was just you know a different dimension and you just just the possibility that having him out there with uh, Tory Smith, Austin Jeffries, um, and um, uh, Zach Ertz and Jordan Matthews, it's just like if I'm a defensive coordinator, I can't play zone because you, you know, my, my, can y'all guys anticipate the, the, the chaos it would be if you lined them up 
and and the trips formation with the with the defensive backs that we'll be doing. Oh, you got wow. Alshon. Well, I'm going straight up cover. I'm going straight up cover three. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'm rotating the other weak side corner. I mean, weak side, uh, uh, weak side uh, safety. And I'm bringing the uh, extra corner and, yeah. and taking all linebackers off the field. They, yeah. they better yeah. not whiff. Yeah. <laughs> they better not whiff. <laughs> they better not whiff. You're right about you know that. But, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, talented co- cornerbacks out here. So, I guess if uh, John Ross is out there, and that's what I was saying, like, you know, and it, it, it would most likely mm. be – John Ross is still available at fourteen because I, I I see Corey might Corey Davis might just fall just because he's not able to participate in the combine and we don't know how many pro day you know I guess he's going to have a pro day before the draft um, because without it I think without that pro day if he doesn't run before the draft I think that may hurt him I don't know. He, you know, he might go second or third round if he doesn't run before the draft. No, he's not no, going. He's not, he's not going, going third. He might because if he draft, falls to us, I don't think he goes past. I don't think we let him go. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, we're not going to let him go. I don't think we we bypass him. I mean, I got I got to see you. I got to see you run, man. As 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 a as an offensive coordinator, as a, a talent evaluator, as a, as a coach, I got to see. I got to see you run. I got to see you make a cut on it on it on that ankle. On that leg that's injured, I got I got to see you make an athletic move before I'm willing to to gamble on you and take a take a risk with a draft pick. Nah, not me. All I well, need is a picture. Well, speaking Give about me a picture. Take a picture of his speaking ankle. Let me nope. see it, and that's all mm-hmm. I need. I'm all right. I'm all right after that. And I'm not talking about a, 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 a. I'm not talking about a picture off the iPhone. I'm talking about an MRI. Give me a picture. Give me an X-ray. Let me see that this this ankle is healed. And I'm I'm okay. I'll I'll have mm-hmm. confidence that you you're going to return. As long as it's nothing, you know, um, that's still lingering. As <laughs> long as long as we they don't have the same doctors that that's that's checking Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid, I'll trust the picture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you trust that process, right? <laughs> you know. Speaking of pro days, have you got an information on Joe Mixon pro day? Yeah, I did. I did. He just had his pro day, right? Right. He ran a yeah. he ran a pretty yeah, good really. time, right? He ran like a four four yeah. four something. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, it's a four four three hand yeah. time, but the official title is around four uh four five. Um, but everything else is just compatible to Ezekiel Elliott, right? And just to be you know in the same same sentence as as Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott coming out of you know uh, in the draft, I mean. Besides the domestic violence that he had against the lady, um, uh, he comes back into the minds of some of these GMs. Some some GMs took him off their board, and with this pro day, I, I believe he he's back on some of their boards. You know. Well, that's yeah. Now, remember, remember Zeke 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 ran a four three eight hand time and a, and a, a four four one official. So, okay, so that's not like, a lot different uh, than the four the four five. He's well, projected second to third. I mean, second to fourth. He's projected third or fourth. Second to second through four. Anywhere from the second round through the fourth. Yeah. He's the top. He's the tenth rated know. runner though. So unless there's a a, 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 a run on running backs, he's number ten. Yeah, he, he's, 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 he's number ten. He's really. He's actually pretty good. He's. he's He's actually really good. He's a really shifty runner. Um, he has good breakaway speed, and he can catch the ball out of the out of the backfield. 
Like, you, you minds you love when you see him catch the ball. Like, I, was, I watched him. I can't remember the team he played. But he caught, caught a Texas route. Put on his wheel route out of the backfield. And he looks just like uh, a, a, a taller uh, Brian Westbrook. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, you know, he is six one. If you didn't know the numbers, if you didn't pay attention, if you didn't pay attention to the numbers, if, like say he had seventeen or something, you wouldn't thought he was a receiver. That's how fluid he was with catching the ball out of the backfield. It's like okay, you know, but that 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 domestic violence is, is is lingering over him, and you know, man, <laughs> if he's available, would you take him? I mean, if he's available in that third round for our third round pick. Would you take him? I take Gamble on him. We took Gamble for the athletes before. Yeah. We took Gamble on Michael Vick. How did that turn out? It turned yeah. out very good. Oh, no, he was a bum. We took Gamble on T.O. <laughs> How did that turn out? We wound up in the Super Bowl. We wound right, up in the yeah. Super Bowl. So, uh, Philadelphia has no problems taking athletes that have issues because we, we have a good structure here. No, but no, we don't have a problem taking issues of people who's the issues behind them. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Gotcha. Now, hopefully this gets this behind him, but it's still an open case. So, you know, Michael Vick, he had already done his time. He was re- rehabilitating himself. Um, we did hear some things, but T.O. just had locker room issues. He never, he didn't have off the, he didn't have character issues, off the field issues like partying no, or hitting no. people or anything like that. He was just, a, you know, a very uh, over- Overexcited person. I mean, you know, he just he just had yeah. diva issues. But, uh, prima, prima donna diva right, issues. Diva issues. So, <laughs> but anyway, guys, uh, this has been a great show. I thank you so much. Um, again, I'm still excited about this. Uh, we we're supposed to have a guest. I, we have to um, get. We might be taping earlier next week because uh, uh, this our guest is only available. His best nights are like Tuesday or Wednesday, so we might be doing a Wednesday night taping next week so get ready for that but thank you guys i'm excited hopefully next by next week we'll have uh well next week i i'm I'm, i don't care if they don't sign anybody else i'm just so happy over this i i don't care if we don't sign anybody else i'm just getting ready for the draft but uh if they do and whatever else uh takes place between now and next week we'll be sure to bring it up in our next show next week so thanks everybody out there for our inaugural uh broadcast our inaugural podcast we had a good reaction a lot of downloads a lot of people listen and maybe even next week maybe i'll let it be known and open up the phone lines uh and let some people call in maybe we get some callers on here i don't know how that'll work but again let me put this out here also you can find us in iTunes, if you go to iTunes, look under the Damn It Let's Talk radio network. Uh, you will see Eagles Talk along with our other programs under that Damn It Let's Talk radio network. But you will find Eagles Talk under the Damn It Let's Talk radio network in iTunes. So go to iTunes and download the podcast and listen. Or you can go to our Facebook page, which is also Damn It Let's Talk radio network. And you can find the podcast there along with the groups, the various Facebook groups that I post to on Facebook. And our um, and our and our show shows up on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Also, it shows up on Blog Talk Radio under again the Damn It Let's Talk Radio Network. So go to any of those outlets and download the podcast and listen and let us know your feedback. Let us know, and if you like it, let other people know that we're here and share it with them. Please just share it and get the word out and come back. So I'm your man Dante the Dark Knight, along with my co-host Shelman and Patrick Selm. 
I mean, sailing. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we're out of here. We'll talk to see <laughs> you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.